0: Hello, welcome to our ongoing mini-series on Christmas gifts. I'm Elizabeth Talbot, and we are studying five different events from the birth of Jesus to find out what other gifts, aside from a Savior, does Christmas bring to us. And, of course, the main gift is Jesus, and uh, is, (laughs) is the greatest gift of all times. But along with Him, we have other gifts that God gives us, and uh, today we are studying the third one, God's guidance. And um, I want to tell you, I want to make a confession just from the very beginning. You know, I'm the type of person that really wants maps. I want to know where I'm going, where I am at all times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it took me a little time to trust the GPS, the global positioning system. Which, by the way, uh, not long ago, I saw for the first time a GPS satellite. They they look really cool. It was in one of the museums in San Diego. And so this GPS, the global positioning system, is supposed to take you wherever you want to go. But for many years, aside from the GPS, I also printed maps because I had a hard time trusting it. But then soon I realized that the GPS has an ability that the map doesn't have. And that is to recalculate when you take a detour or there's something going on on the highway and you need to take a different route. Immediately can it can redo it, the whole, the whole journey, right? And recalculates to take you to where you're supposed to go, even if it's from a different route. And so I realized that I really <laughs> needed to trust the GPS because because of that particular ability. And sometimes in our lives, we wonder, is God's GPS broken? Was it broken in history, that there's so many detours in the Bible? Or is it broken in my life, when I look back and see this zigzag in my life? Well, Matthew will propose to us um, that not only is God's GPS not broken, but that God has guided The whole story in the Old Testament, even in the greatest detours of humanity, that God has been able to reroute, recalculate. And he uses many allusions to the Old Testament. Uh, Some have counted up to 200 allusions to the Old Testament in the Gospel of Matthew. Twelve of those we call prophetic formulas, where he says to fulfill what the prophet has said. And the promised Messiah has arrived now at the beginning of Matthew. And he wants to tell us that it's an incredible gift from heaven to actually receive the Savior who was prophesied throughout the Old Testament. And he has three propositions in his gospel that Jesus is the new Moses, that Jesus is the new David, and that Jesus relives Israel's history and is victorious where they have failed. And in order to show that Jesus is, is the new authority, uh, like Moses used to be, right, he, uh, he will divide the whole gospel in five discourses, and he will give us five different infancy stories. So there's five stories about the infancy of Jesus from his birth on, and each one is built around an Old Testament prophecy. is really interesting. We have um, one of them we already have done in another program, uh, Emmanuel, um, that is based on Isaiah 7.14. Today, we're going to see the Magi, based on Micah 5.2. We have the slaughter of the babies in Bethlehem, which is a, a terrible tragedy, uh, and it's based in Je- Jeremiah 31.15. We have the fact that Jesus will go to live in Egypt for a while, and that and he cites Hosea 11.1 1 for that. And then the last one, which says that Jesus will live in Nazareth, that uh, says to fulfill what the prophets have said, that he would be called a Nazarene. But um, we actually have not found that prophecy. <laughs> so we think it might be related to Isaiah 11.1 1, that uses a word in Hebrew, Nezer, and we think Matthew might be doing a play of words here with, between Nazareth and Nazareth. But those are the five different events in the infancy of Jesus that are mentioned in Matthew, and they're built around uh, Old Testament prophecies. So when we get to Matthew chapter 2, we are going to have uh, an Old Testament prophecy, and today's topic is how God guides us. How he gives us the gift of his guidance, even when we have taken a detour, even when we uh, get lost for a little while, how God guides us. And in this case, Matthew two verses uh, verses one on, is the story of these foreigners, uh, this Magi, and it's only told by Matthew. Not other gospel writer tells this story. And there's like four different stages in the journey of the Magi, and perhaps you will find them helpful for your own life. The first stage, uh, let's start by reading chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 of Matthew. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. So let's start from the very beginning. When it says Bethlehem of Judea, oh, we are already uh, in a very interesting paradox here because the, there is already um, a king, King Herod, but Bethlehem of Judea was the territory and the tribe of the Davidic kings right? And they come asking, where is the king of the Jews who has been born? But there's another king. His name is Herod, right? And so we immediately have a story of two kings from the very beginning of the story. Uh, but they said that they saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. That that's why they came. Well, this star, that's the first stage. stage—is the stage of a promise. That was in the Old Testament, and uh, the the promises, or, or that we call the prophecy, it was called in, it, it was found in Numbers chapter twenty four, verse seventeen. This is when Balaam was given a prophecy, and he had been hired by King Balak to, um, to say bad things about Israel. But every time he opened his mouth, he said good things and blessed Israel. And here's one of the prophecies, Numbers 24, 17. I see him, but not now. Behold him, but not near. A star shall come forth from Jacob. A scepter shall rise from Israel. Well, it is believed that this Magi from the east... Uh, might have had this prophecy from Numbers twenty four seventeen because Balaam is also called, by the historian Philo, he's called a Magi, and he also was from the East. So some people think that this, this priestly group, because the Magi were not just magicians like we, we call them now, they were actually advisors of the kings, usually very learned people, and uh, it's believed that they might have had This prophecy. And when they saw the star, they recognized it and started following from the east all the way to Jerusalem. So maybe you are in that first stage today, the promise stage in your life. Or maybe you're in the second one, which is the paradox stage because they get to to Bethlehem and nobody's talking about the new king. They don't understand. They have come from far away from the east and nobody here is saying anything about this new king. And uh, it says in verse three, when Herod, the king, heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. What a paradox they found. They have come from the east to worship this king. They have followed this star, supernatural star. But when they get to Jerusalem, nobody's talking about this king and nobody knows anything about it. Well, Herod actually calls, it says on verse 4, the chief priest and the scribes, and he inquired where the Messiah was to be born. It looks like Herod knew exactly what they were talking about. And they tell tell him, in Bethlehem of Judea, this is what is written by the prophet. And here we have the quotation of the prophecy from Micah 5.2. You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Well, Micah 5-2 is a prophecy that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. And so God, uh, they didn't have all of this information, but God had already revealed it in the Old Testament. And it's interesting because Micah 5-2 actually says, you, Bethlehem, are the least among the, the leaders of Judah, but Matthew Cannot say that Bethlehem is the least because now Jesus is born, uh, was born there. So he says, by no means the least when he quotes the prophecy. Well, this is a uh, the third stage that we're going to go now is that Herod, uh, in this paradoxical moment says to them to go and find out so that he can also go worship this king. Of course, this is a lie, right? Let me read this to you, verse 7. Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. Of course, that was a lie. This is, this is such a paradoxical time in this second stage where, where they seem to take a detour to Jerusalem that will result in, in the killing of the babies in Bethlehem because Herod from there on decides to kill all the babies two years and under. We don't understand many things in our lives. So maybe you are in the stage of promise or maybe you are in the stage of paradox, of perplexity, of confusion, um, even of deception from someone uh, like, like they went through. But don't despair because God promises guidance even in those moments. And when they left Jerusalem, they saw the star again, verse 9. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until he came and they stood over the place where the child was. When the, they saw the star, says verse 10, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. The Greek says mega joy. Um, well, the third stage is purpose. God gives us a purpose in our lives, even when we go through paradoxical times and times of perplexity. Here we have, they arrive finally. And it says here, after uh, all this happened, verse 11, after coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. They, they uh, actually did what they had come to do. So, even though they had gone through a zigzag moment, God still guided them to fulfill the purpose, and, and you can have that assurance that God will guide you to fulfill the purpose for which you were put on this earth. They came, and they um, worshiped Him, and then he says uh, they opened their treasures. They, they brought presents, right? They presented to Him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And some people believe these are symbolic gifts, aside from being real gifts, also are a to who Jesus was, the gold for the king of kings and the frankincense for the high priest and myrrh for the sacrificial lamb. Well, after this, they were warned by God not to return to Herod. They were warned in a dream, and the Magi left for their own country by another way. And this is the fourth stage, is that through those gifts— God provided for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when they went to Egypt. As you know, they will have to leave because Hera wants to kill the baby, right? And so the fourth is provision. God has provided with a prophecy from hundreds of years before. He has provided for for what they will need in the next stage of their lives. So here we have promise, paradox, purpose, provision, and God has been with them all along and has guided them. And they were foreigners. They were not Jews because God wants to help everyone. He wants to guide everyone. And He promises guidance and communication in a way that we can understand. This title, King of the Jews, is not mentioned again in Matthew until we get to the cross, Matthew 27, 37, where the charge on top of the cross says, this is the King of the Jews. Well, God has... Uh, promised to be with us. In in the Gospel of Matthew, it starts by saying that he's Emmanuel and and God is with us and then he guides this Magi to find him. Well, it ends the whole Gospel by saying, I am with you. God is with you and he will guide you no matter what stage you're in. You can trust his GPS. Not longer calling it the global positioning system, call it the grace positioning system. God is with you and He will guide you wherever you need to go. Trust His guidance. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook, at facebook.com forward slash Jesus 101 Institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus 101 Media. Until next time, live free.